Matthew Carnegie, one of the pastors here at East Point Bible Church, and I'd like to welcome you to this week's episode of the Touchpoints podcast. Today we'll be continuing a mini-series I call All Scripture, exploring the different types of texts in the Bible and explaining why each of them is vital to our faith and knowledge of God. Our topic this week is the Gospels. While this is not an overlooked part of Scripture, honestly, it's probably the most read portion, it's still worth our while to better understand what they are and why we study them in order to get the most out of them. Why we should study the Gospels may seem pretty obvious to most Christians. We want to know about Jesus, right? However, as important as knowledge about Christ is, if we adopt such a simplistic attitude toward the Bible, we run the risks of A, reducing our study of God's Word to merely intellectual knowledge with no effect on our lives, and B, missing out on the main points these texts are trying to make about Christ. If we remember that Scripture exists to reveal God to us and then change us to be like Him in light of that revelation, then we can get so much more out of all of God's Word, including the Gospels. In other words, we shouldn't study the Gospels just to know facts about Christ. We should study them to know Christ Himself better, so that we can grow to be more like our Savior. Whether you're a longtime Christian or just beginning to explore the faith, it's good to stop and really ask ourselves, what are the Gospels? At the most basic level, the four Gospels are the first four books of the New Testament, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, that spell out Jesus Christ's life and ministry on earth up to his resurrection. Many also group the next book in the Bible, the book of Acts, with the four Gospels because it continues their story by describing what happened next after Christ ascended back to heaven and left the apostles to found and spread the church based on the good news of what they had just witnessed of Christ. But it is not technically one of them. While most Christians know something of this basic description of the Gospels, many struggle to answer the obvious follow-up. Why does the Bible include four different accounts of the life of Christ instead of one unified version? By answering this question, we can begin to see some of the reasons why it is so valuable to study this section of Scripture, so I want to take a minute to review some of the basic characteristics of each of the four to show what is to be gained uniquely from each of them. The book of Matthew, for example, is often described as showing the royalty of Christ, how he is the one who fulfills the prophecies given to Israel in the Old Testament, especially the ones about a descendant of David coming to be the righteous king who would rule the whole earth with justice and be the only man who could be a perfect son of God who fulfilled God's law. Matthew is full of allusions to the Old Testament showing that God was faithful to fulfill his promises and that Christ is the answer to so many of the theological problems raised by human beings' inability to earn righteousness for themselves. In this gospel, we see Jesus Christ, the long-awaited Messiah and King, on full display, and as we study it, we can be strengthened in our faith that He is the answer to our spiritual needs. The book of Mark, however, focuses more on Christ as the perfect servant who acted to fulfill the will of God on earth. You will find less of Christ's words in this gospel, though still plenty that He had to say, and much more focus on His actions on earth. The word immediately shows up over and over to emphasize the urgency with which he was carrying out his mission on earth. And even in the overarching narrative, one finds a steady drumbeat of him marching on and on toward the cross, the ultimate goal of that mission. 
This gospel shows Christ serving as an example to Christians to make a priority of carrying out the Father's will. The book of Luke has a special place in many people's hearts because it gives the clearest picture of the humanity of Christ. Whether giving details about his genealogy or the most detailed account of his birth and childhood all the way to the well-known parables it includes, such as that of the Good Samaritan or the Prodigal Son, the Gospel of Luke gives a very down-to-earth picture of our Savior that keeps him firmly rooted in his humanity so that he doesn't seem unapproachable to his people. This is quite different from the main theme of the book of John, the divinity of Christ. Where Luke tries to keep our Lord approachable by driving home that he is human, John drives home the point that Jesus is also God, that his deity makes him his humble ministry on earth that much more amazing, and that we owe him not just our love, but our reverence in light of his divine status. Now, it's important to note that these are very basic descriptions of each of the four Gospels, and a closer reading of each of them will will reveal many more layers of truth about Christ contained within them. No simple summary statements can capture all that Scripture is showing us about Christ, but these can at least show people what main themes to look for. That being said, it's also important to note that while each of the Gospels do tend to focus on particular aspects of our Savior— They are all presenting the same person, not four different people. So even though Matthew emphasizes the royalty of Christ, you still find plenty of evidence of his humble servant character like you see brought out in Mark, and vice versa. Even though Luke grounds Christ in his humanity, you still have no doubt about his deity like you see developed in John, and vice versa. All four Gospels contain each of these pieces of Jesus' identity and many others, It's just that some focus more on particular ones than the other ones do. We have four Gospels because no one text was going to be able to focus enough on so many different facets of our Lord to create one coherent text. We have all four to help round out our picture of him. Beyond giving us a more complete portrait of Jesus Christ, there are some other observations we can make about studying the Gospels that help us to get more from the endeavor. For example, you should take note of the differences between them. While there are many similarities between all four accounts, each of them has particular sayings and or events from Christ's time on earth that are not found in the others. By observing which items present or absent only in a particular gospel account seem to be, you can start to get an idea what points about Christ that author was trying to make. As a quick example, Only Matthew and Luke tell us anything about the birth of Christ, so the fact that Mark and John leave it out tells you something about where their focus was instead. Also, which details get included about Christ's birth are different between Matthew and Luke, which should also help you narrow down what they were trying to say, too. This kind of analysis might feel like extra effort, but the reality is that this is the level of effort it should take to study all of our Bible. Asking questions of the text to find out what it's really trying to say instead of being satisfied with knowing the facts laid down inside. That being said, because there are four Gospels, we should have an easy time telling which aspects of Christ's earthly ministry were most noteworthy by seeing which ones are repeated in all four. All four make it abundantly clear that Jesus Christ was both God and man that he performed miracles to validate his ministry, including multiplying the loaves and fishes found in all four Gospels, 
that he entered Jerusalem welcomed as a king only to be crucified as a common criminal, and that he rose from the grave to show his defeat of death. All of these are key truths that, when studied and understood, define who our Lord is and what he accomplished in his time on earth. Whether you're just being introduced to Christ for the first time or a longtime Christian seeking to deepen his or her faith, the Gospels together give us the fullest record of what he did during his time on earth, so everyone should strive to know them well. By comparing these accounts to how the rest of Scripture explains the significance of these events, we can see who this God-man, this loving Savior, righteous King, and faithful Judge really is, apart from what our culture says he is. And we can get to know him for ourselves, which is what I pray the ultimate goal is for everyone. I pray this has been edifying to you as we seek to glorify God in all the ways he has chosen to reveal himself to us. Have a great week in the grace and peace of Jesus Christ. Thank you.